Hey guys, it's Derek. We're back on the podcast. And this week, Ashley and I are sitting down to talk about nutrition in the backcountry. More specifically, we're talking about exactly what Ashley and I ate during our 10-day trek through the Grand Tetons, Yellowstone, and Glacier National Park. It was an absolutely incredible trip, and we had just some incredible experiences and made some awesome memories. But we wanted to touch on what we ate how we ate, why we ate that way, and hopefully give you guys some ideas of how you can stay relatively on track and fuel yourselves properly for your next adventure. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is episode 41, and I am sitting here with the beautiful, talented, intelligent, <laughs> breathtaking <laughs> Ashley Broderick. Ash, how are you doing? First, what do you want? Nothing. Second, I just, I'm good. <laughs> I want everyone to know how, how much I appreciate and am blessed to have you. <laughs> Still feel like you need something, but that's very <laughs> kind. <laughs> No, I just love you, babe, that much. Anyway, guys, we are back. And like I said, this is episode 41. And can you believe it, Ash? Summer is coming to an end. No. It is nearly the end of August. I know. I literally can't believe it. But I am so excited for fall. Oh, I am pumped. First fall in <laughs> two years, right? Because we didn't yeah. have it last year in Florida. And what are you most excited for? Tell tell everyone listening. Well, so if COVID hadn't happened and there was college football, I would lie and say that college <laughs> football was what I was most excited for. But the but truth is, regardless of if there was football or not, I am most excited for all the pumpkin spice. <laughs> I am a total basic bitch when it comes to pumpkin spice. I want it all. Like, I will try anything that says pumpkin spice on it. You will. This is true. And I think I have. I've tried it all. The Cheerios, the Oreos, the... Yeah. The coffees, the, I don't know, there's probably like deli meat that's pumpkin spice. <laughs> like, There's probably probably a little bit of everything. But anyway, so that's what I'm most excited for. What are you most excited for with fall? Honestly, I think just like the, all of the activities, like going to pick pumpkins, pumpkin oh, yeah. carving. Like we did it in Florida, but it was way different when it was 90 degrees out. Yeah. Do you remember going to cut down our Christmas tree? It was literally yeah. 95 degrees out. We well, were... even when we went and got pumpkins, I was in shorts, a tank top, and we didn't even know if we could bring Koda with us because it was so hot outside. Yeah, it just did not feel the same. Like if yeah. you're not in jeans and a flannel. Yeah. Do you remember the... Uh, the first pumpkin patch we ever went to together out of, I think Tracks. it was Sorgles. No, it was a different one where we hopped in the, oh no, we didn't do, was, I can't even, now I can't think of it. It was Tracks. It was Tracks. Yeah. But did we do a hayride at Tracks? Yeah, with Karen and Thorne. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's, yeah. I couldn't piece it together. So hayride at Tracks and that was like the perfect day. It was like just chilly enough. You had to wear jeans beautiful and a sweatshirt. Sunset. Beautiful sunset. Yeah, that was the best. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so you're excited for all the activities. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for all the pumpkin spice. But unfortunately, <laughs> like I mentioned already, there is no college football this season, which is going to just be so weird yeah. to wake up on Saturday and not have 
just an entire day's worth of football to watch. No tailgates, nothing. Yeah, it's definitely going to be different. That just makes me so sad. We're not going get, to get to go to any Penn State tailgates. Oh, darn. Oh, please. <laughs> you like those. You I'm have fun. Kidding. I like the tailgates. All right. Well, today, everyone, our topic of discussion is nutrition in the backcountry. That's at least what we're going to call it. We yeah, I like that. We weren't technically in the backcountry all the time, but it sounds good for the episode. So we'll title it that, <laughs> Nutrition in the Backcountry. And we're just going to discuss exactly what you and I ate during our 10-day trek that we took through the Grand Tetons, Yellowstone, and rounded it out in Glacier National Park. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm pumped. So before we get into the nutrition, uh, do you want to do like a quick trip summary and just kind of explain, you know, how it was, what we did, our experience, anything we might change looking back on it? (laughs) Sure, yeah. Okay, so let's start... um, Let's just start with a brief synopsis. So we flew into Jackson Hole, Wyoming, Mm -hmm. which was incredible. If you're ever going to Grand Tetons, you have to fly into Jackson Hole. Yeah. That was so cool to see the mountains. Beautiful flight ever. Yeah, it was it was amazing. And you're right, you land literally in the national park in Mm -hmm. the Grand Tetons. Uh, so we flew into Jackson Hole. We spent that night and then two additional days in the Grand Tetons. Then we drove up to Yellowstone. Spent one day in Yellowstone, and then we, or I missed a day, then right? We, no, then we went to Big Sky. Correct. Then we went to Big Sky, Montana for the day. Then we drove up to Glacier National mm-hmm. Park and spent our final three or four days up there. Yeah, I think it was even five. I think it was. Or, oh, yeah, we kept, <laughs> we kept bumping it up, right? Because yeah. initially we said, okay, th- three days three in days. each park, and we'll go from there, and then it kind of just morphed into let's spend as much time as possible at Glacier because mm-hmm. we had heard so many good things and we were talk texting back and forth with my friend Jordan and he was telling us that we have to go there and we have to see as much as possible. So we kept bumping that up. But then we flew back from Glacier National Park Airport mm-hmm. and then we came, you know, we're back in Michigan. Yeah. So we're one week back now into the real world. It uh, was absolutely beautiful though. Oh, like it was by far the best trip I have ever been on. Oh, yeah. We kept saying that the whole time. Best trip of our lives. Definitely best trip we've taken together. Like, mm-hmm. it put Colorado to shame, at yeah. least in my opinion. Yeah. I, it's just totally different. Yeah. Completely different landscape. Uh, what was your favorite part of the trip? Um, I honestly, I don't, we talked a little bit about this before. I don't know. I just, I loved I love the scenery. I love, I think probably my favorite was on August 8th, jumping in like the glacier uh, lake. Jumping in Delta Lake. Yeah. All right. So if you can't, that was also my, probably my favorite. But if we can't pick a single favorite, why don't we just go over some highlights then? Yeah. All right. So what you just mentioned on August 8th, which was supposed to be our original wedding date, which we've postponed now to next year, June 12th. Did you know that? Did yeah. you know that date? Because yes. sometimes you forget. <laughs> Uh, But on that date, we hiked up to Delta Lake, which for the first two hours was fine. And then the final like (laughs) two hours, hour to hour and a half was just brutal, like straight up. I was almost in tears, guys. Bouldering over these uh, these rocks. It was crazy, but incredibly beautiful Glacier Lake at the top of this mountain. We jumped into it. I surprised you with the wedding bands and we did like a little 
like faux ceremony, little quote unquote fake ceremony, right? For ourselves, just with like silicone wedding bands. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we did that. And then what was another highlight from, did we do anything crazy in the Tetons besides that? Uh camped on the side of a highway on a gravel lot oh yeah right we didn't have anywhere to stay so we just found a gravel parking lot that somebody who lived in their trailer charged 10 bucks a night for so we stayed there twice and uh but and then we also saw like all those horses all those bison yeah we saw a lot of animals uh, a bear a lot of wildlife a bear so that was cool and i just loved the scenery there it was just so breathtaking all the plains and the mountains right beside them and all the lakes yeah uh, and then in Yellowstone, what, what was the highlight from Yellowstone? We were only there for a day. Yeah, I think it was just like seeing all of the touristy things like, is it Old Faithful and then yeah. the Grand Prismic, is that what it's Yeah, called? Grand Prismic Spring, Prismatic. Prismatic. Uh, yeah, so I think just seeing all of that. Yeah, I agree. And like the Mammoth Hot Springs. Like I didn't mm-hmm. realize that's like pretty much all Yellowstone is, is like hot spring after hot spring after hot spring. Yeah, They're everywhere. it was definitely cool. Yeah, definitely cool to see. And um then i think big sky was probably one of our favorite days too like it was just so beautiful up there uh and then we hiked made that hike up to beehive basin all the wildflowers oh yeah the wildflowers and the most beautiful thing i've ever seen i've never seen anything like it it was crazy so that was well worth it and then in glacier there was a a bunch of things but i think probably that incredibly long grueling hike that 15 and a half mile hike across highline trail and then up to the grinnell glacier overlook or mm-hmm. grinnell glacier however you pronounce it i think that was probably like my favorite just to see that view to like know that it was worth all that walking yeah all that hiking yeah and then i think the last thing was how i surprised you with skydiving yes that's what i was gonna say next that was <laughs> A couple of my best friends have asked me about it, and that was seriously the coolest fucking thing ever. (laughs) Like, I don't even know how else to explain it. It was the coolest thing I've ever done. I was not nervous whatsoever on the way up. Flying up there, not a problem. But as soon as that dude opened the door, I was like, holy shit, this is real. Like, I don't have a choice. We're jumping out of this plane. Yeah. And then I couldn't breathe for like the first 10 seconds of the free fall, it felt like. (laughs) <laughs> and you know we ended up i think we were free falling for like 30 seconds it said and it was just like cr- that was just so cool best surprise you've ever given me <laughs> hands down well i'm glad <laughs> that that definitely made up for every christmas gift you've ever gotten me that was just a piece of paper that said like tickets coming or event coming and, and then, then never we move, and we then move. We- <laughs> you, you act like we don't do it but it's because we move i know i know i'm just giving you a hard time but So that was really our trip. It was incredible. It was amazing. It was a lot of time in the mountains, a lot of time hiking, a lot of activity. So uh, yeah, incredible. If you can ever make that that loop, it's not really a loop, but if you can ever make that trek, I highly recommend it. Yeah, me too. Okay. So now that that's out of the way, let's break down our nutrition while we were gone. Okay. Let's let's start with the airport. Okay. So usually at the airport... (laughs) You and I are pretty good about packing food. Yeah. Not, and we don't do anything crazy, but we're pretty good about taking snacks. So like protein bars, even jerky or whatever it may be, nuts. nuts. Uh, we're, we're pretty good about taking that stuff, wa- like empty bottles for water, all that. And then this trip, I don't know what happened. Yeah. I think it's because we were so busy trying to make that smoothie that morning before we left for the airport. Maybe we got sidetracked, but we didn't take any food with us into the airport. This no. Time. 
None. So None. <laughs> we had to full on do what we posted a few days ago with that nutrition guide, airport nutrition guide, and go into like those Hudson News stores and buy ourselves some food. So we weren't because also COVID, everything's closed in the airport. Yeah. Like all the like, restaurants there's no are closed. Restaurants. So we made it work with that stuff. We bought some some bars. We bought some jerky. We got some nuts and and water and whatnot. And we and we made it work. Yeah. But typically, like I said, we have everything packed and we're pretty much good to go so that we're not tempted to eat any food in the airport that we don't necessarily need and also that we don't spend a fortune in there. Yeah, because it's so expensive. Yeah. All right, what's next? Uh, What about like on-site? Yeah, so when we were there, you know, every morning of our trip or every day of our trip, we really ate breakfast and lunch every day at camp or on Mm -hmm. the trail uh, or on the road. You know, it just depended where we were at. And then every night we went and had dinner at a restaurant. I think every night we, we yeah. ate out, right? And I don't know if we planned that, but I really liked it. Yeah. It was a good way to break up kind of being in the mountains all day, eating the same foods like that we've been into eating. A, like Western town. Yeah, going <laughs> into some of these towns that were around us and experiencing and enjoying that. So I really liked that. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, With, um, we didn't mention... Like we brought or didn't bring, we bought a cooler. Yeah. So we, when we got there, we went straight to the grocery store. Like yeah. we've wrote, written about in posts before. That's our first stop. And we bought a. St- <laughs> but it was hard for us to find a grocery store. Oh yeah. It was crazy. I mean. Yeah. We if, didn't end up going. We went to like a little convenience store. Oh yeah. And then the next day we went. Because everything's closed. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, if you've ever, if you've ever been to the Grand Tetons National Park, there's a couple like general stores like throughout the park and they're few and far between. But, but then they're closed ja- because of COVID. Right. And then Jackson Hole is like at the whole other end of the park. Yeah. And it it's quite the drive to get there. It's beautiful because you get to cut right through the park. But we ended up not going there till the next day. But when we did get there, we bought a styrofoam cooler. Mm-hmm. If anybody's like a green like environmental nut out there, we're sorry. We yeah. had to buy something we could get rid of. Uh, but we bought a styrofoam cooler. We bought ice so that we could store some food that we were going to eat for breakfast and lunch. Mm-hmm. And so why don't you tell everybody what, in terms of breakfast, what did we buy? What were we eating every day? We pretty much had Fahe 2% Greek yogurt, granola, and apples, like, or an apple each for the entire trip. I think two of the days we couldn't find Fahe and we were upset. Like oh. guys... If you have not tried Fahe, you literally have to. Yeah, that. What did we buy that too good? Yeah, which like I used to think was really good, but it's not. It's not. Not compared to Fahe. <laughs> but yeah, that was our breakfast every day. Uh, uh, what about for lunch? Well, before we go on to lunch, you remember when you used to call Fahe Fahe yogurt phage? Yeah, I still think some people do. <laughs> so you're probably offending someone. But well, if you say that, you're wrong. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, then for lunch, we bought uh, like boar's head turkey deli meat. We bought some chicken too, but boar's head deli meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we bought tuna packets, tortillas. We bought some hot sauce, like a really tiny little bottle of hot sauce to take with us. Cashews, peanuts. Uh, and on that second day, we actually bought subs from the oh, store about from that. Albertsons that we took with us to eat on the trail. So that mm-hmm. was kind of cool. We only did that once though. But yeah. Just like you said about breakfast, every day we pretty much ate the same lunch. Yeah. Uh, some kind of wrap, pretty much like a turkey wrap 
or a tuna Tuna. wrap. We put hot sauce on there. And then we had, you know, the, the cashews or the peanuts to go along with it. And if we needed more, we ate an apple. (laughs) Yeah. And if y'all have been following us for a while, you know, like I'm obsessed with my veggies so I did buy a bag of like those smaller sweet peppers and I just ate them like an apple. Oh, yeah. I Derek was pretty impressed. He thought I was going to eat a lot of seeds and you don't. So Yeah, I was really impressed. I just imagine like biting into that pepper no, and seeds filling so it It worked so well. I will say the deli meat, I probably, I would never do that again. Uh, with the ice, it just like melted every day so i ended up getting in the deli meat package yeah like, we, eh. we lost like two packages but i thought it was still good like we would just need kind to buy of. less of it yeah i would do it one day at a time yeah i uh, definitely like the tuna though yeah the tuna worked out better and then what about other that's pretty much what we ate right but mm-hmm. there are other options out there so to give everybody an idea you know what what are some other things that we either bought or maybe that we didn't buy that could be used as snacks or or things like that. So maybe we did buy some of these things uh, as snacks, but then there's definitely some stuff we missed as well or just decided not to buy. Yeah. Um, So to make things less confusing, why don't we start with the snacks that we bought? Yeah. So we just bought like beef jerky, dried mangoes, dried pineapple. Quick like shout out with those two. Just when you're looking, try to get the ones with like no added sugar because we found out like most of them do have like... (laughs) 20 extra grams of sugar yeah you gotta watch out for that um and then you bought raisins i'm not a huge fan of raisins and then protein bars yeah and just like you had a quick stint there about the dried fruit with the protein bars too obviously you're limited depending on where you're at how secluded you are what brands are in the grocery store or convenience store wherever you're buying them from but we've talked i think we've talked about this in a post before you've got to watch out because a lot of protein bars have a lot of added ingredients yeah, or an ex- like excessive number. Bars. And more probably more important, they a lot of them use soy protein instead of whey protein. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be aware of that, especially like guys out there. If you're someone who eats a protein bar like every day, check the ingredients list. Because if you're eating a soy protein bar every day, soy is a phytoestrogen and like it can actually over time start messing with your hormones. Yeah. And so you need to watch out for that. Yeah, that's a good call out. I also tell my clients like with protein bars, just look at the ingredients and try to pick the one with like the smallest list. Yeah. And the ones that you can say. <laughs> exactly. Um. Okay. Now I know you mentioned, but what are some additional ideas that maybe we didn't necessarily buy? Yeah. So this is where I was trying to explain it earlier, but I think I got confusing. <laughs> some other items that you could buy that we didn't just for the sake of space, weight, and we don't love these things as much as the other stuff that we bought. Mm -hmm. Um, You could buy like those fruit slash like blend protein blended pouches. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like I think they're called like go-go squeeze or like a fuel for fire. Yeah, or even just baby food. They're almost like applesauce, yeah. Yeah. Um, Those pouches are really good. If you need carbohydrates, Cliff Bars, um, you could even get into stuff like carbohydrate chews, like people use for marathons. marathons, ultras, all those things. And then you can always go with like trail bologna or pepperoni and cheeses are really good as well. So there are some other options there. You don't want to weigh yourself down with a ton of food, but you do have options. Yeah, absolutely. Um, why do you think this worked well for us? 
Yeah, I mean, we kind of hinted at it. We ate the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. You and I pretty much do that already at home. Yeah. So we're used to having repetitive foods because uh, I think it's easy and it's convenient, right? When we were out there, we knew every morning, okay, all we need to do is get up, tear down the tent, brush our teeth, and then we just need to grab two yogurts out of the cooler, take a seat on the tailgate, and you know, go from there. So it was a really easy breakfast that required like virtually no prep. Same with lunch. It was really easy. Just pull off on the side of the road somewhere in the parks, drop the tailgate, and have a little lunch right there with some incredible views. Uh, and I also, like, especially in terms of the snacks and the things we took on the hikes, it supplied us with enough energy, enough calories to sustain the activity that we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you had mentioned, you got some peppers and things like that. You've got to be realistic when you're out there. You know, you can't you're probably not going to be able to eat all fresh, real, unprocessed foods. Yeah. One, because you're not going to have anywhere to store them and they'll they'll spoil. And two, they probably don't have enough calories for you to cons- be consuming to then go and hike 12 miles, to then go and do something that requires a lot of energy expenditure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then I think the other th- reason it worked really well for us is like we mentioned at the top of the episode here, Dinner really allowed us the opportunity to just indulge, embrace balance, and experience these towns that we were in, like Jackson Hole, Big Sky. Um, where were we? Where did we go in Glacier? Where did um, we stay? Like Flathead. Oh yeah, Flathead, Kalispell, yeah, uh, Whitefish. To go and experience these towns that really have such a cool and unique feel, and to be able to just sit down and have a beer, have a burger. What did we eat at every restaurant? We well, that's there? why I started to laugh when you said like why it worked well for us. Guys, I ate the cowboy burger, which is like the burger. I, sometimes I switch it up like bison, buffalo, uh, then an onion ring, barbecue sauce. And cheddar cheese. And cheddar cheese. Sometimes bacon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But like I, I think- ate that nine out of 10 nights and I'm not exaggerating. Well, I think everyone knows that burger too, right? Because yeah. every restaurant has this yeah, burger it's the on their best menu. Burger, and yeah. like when you're out west, and literally, you know, the they just the put that meat. bison down like two yes. days ago. Seriously, <laughs> like I can't not get a burger. Yeah, but. they were incredible, though. Yeah. What was the Hatchet Resort? The yeah. first one. <laughs> That's where we slept in the gravel lot. Yeah, we're laughing because this place is like sketchy AF, but. They had a restaurant there. I forget the name of the restaurant. but there It was, was the a, best burger I had all trip. It was amazing. I swear to God, they butchered this cow right before they brought it out to oh us. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we ate that burger every night. And I think we had a beer to it every restaurant. Yeah. And I wanted to mention, like, you guys, if, again, if you see our Instagram, you know we eat a ton of veggies. Like, we got fries some nights, guys. Like All nights. Yeah, actually, you did. (laughs) Yeah, well, we didn't actually talk about this at all, but Derek had an allergic reaction twice that we haven't talked about. Twice or once? Twice. You had to take the Benadryl and the... Oh, yeah. The second one wasn't as bad. Once was really bad. But so we're not sure if it's happening with some sorts of veggies. So he literally avoided veggies the entire trip. Uh, And I got like a side salad sometimes. But like we got nachos. We got fries. We had beer, like you said. We indulged. Yeah. And it was had awesome. Had ice cream two nights. Yeah, it was awesome. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but I think that's what worked. 
And I think this kind of goes along with what we posted today. Not necessarily, but it's in the same realm of like body image and, and how our bodies respond to what we're eating. And so everything that we just said about what we ate, how often we were eating, the indulgence that we were partaking in, you know, how did our bodies respond to that mm-hmm. in terms of performance, appearance, and anything else that might come to mind? Yeah. So I honestly think we performed pretty well. Like I've never hiked 15 and a half miles and I still haven't added up all of the steps we've done last week, but it was a lot. Oh yeah. I can't (laughs) wait to see that because the 15 and a half mile day. We had 43,000 steps. I thought that was just at the end of the hike. I thought we ended up hitting 50 for the day. You are. I think you're right. But anyways, so I think we felt pretty good. We did not exercise, like we did not lift weights or do anything besides hiking. I was going to say for we didn't 10 days. Ex- we didn't quote unquote exercise period. We yeah. were active the whole time. Yeah. But we did not exercise for 10 straight days. Yeah. Um but moving on like we definitely ret- retained more water because we weren't eating the foods that we normally do. So retaining more water, we did not look as lean. Right, yeah. I mean like even starting day 2. Yeah, and that I think both of our bodies are really sensitive to yeah. additional carbohydrate, especially like processed refined carbohydrate, additional sodium. But I think that's important to touch on is, you know, we're we're not going out there to try to maintain a peak physique or yeah. we're not going out there to try to worry about what we look like. You know, just like we preach in all of our messaging on Instagram, Facebook, all the platforms, like this is about sustainability. This is about... Living your life. Yeah, enjoying life, living with passion, like blazing your own path, all those things that we talk about. And yeah, going out there and eating more processed foods, indulging at dinner, of course your body's going to react and look a little different, but it's only temporary. Mm -hmm. That little, that 10 day stint is just a drop in the bucket when you look at this as a lifetime journey. Yeah, And honestly, like... I don't know if you know necessarily your weight, but like I, w- from the day before we left to when we went skydiving, because we had to step on the scale to make sure we weren't lying, uh, I was up seven pounds. But you did have shoes and clothes on. So let's true, say, true, true. let's say let's you say were five. four or five pounds. Yeah. And I was probably the same. I don't remember what the scale said at the skydiving place, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's going to be changes and they're all just temporary. You know, we're now one week back mm-hmm. from being out there and I'd say we're 85 to 90% back to normal. Oh yeah. I feel, I feel probably the exact same as before I left. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I think one, if I go one more week of eating normally, like we did this week, I'll be completely back to normal Yeah, in terms of what I both, you know, what I actually look like to other people and then at how I perceive myself in the mirror as well. Cause those are two different things, but yeah. I think they'll both be back to what they were prior to the trip at the end of next week. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, anything else with that? I don't think so. I think the point there is really to to bring it full circle. Our fitness, our health and fitness is what allowed us to do this entire trip. Oh, yeah. You know, that was a, the trip was an expression of everything that we work for in the gym or everything that we train for there. It allowed us to then go out and do multiple 10-mile hikes, one 15-and-a-half-mile hike, you know, to accumulate f- f- thirty to 60,000 steps a day 
and not feel so fatigued and so beat up that we couldn't go back and do it again the next day. And so it really is what we talk about all the time, being able to express your fitness in real life, being able to live a life that you're proud of and that you're excited to share with your friends, family, loved ones. Absolutely. I love that. Awesome. So moving right along. So let's talk about uh, some takeaways. Yeah. Um, so we talked about this a little bit, but there are ways to definitely stay on track like while traveling. Yeah, absolutely. And we're not saying you have to stay on track, right? Like you don't need to be perfect, but there it also isn't an excuse to completely jump off the wagon and just go full bore gluttonous, <laughs> just negative behavior, right? Mm-hmm. So there are definitely ways to stay on track. You can do the things like we've talked about already in the episode, pack food, take it to the airport, uh, try to eat two or three meals of real nutrient dense foods per day before you indulge in something at night. Uh, you know, all of these different things and strategies. So there are ways. Absolutely. What What do you think the next t- takeaway is? I would say that the next one would be like when you're, especially in this scenario where we're out West, we're doing a lot of hiking, we're engaging in a lot of activity, like your body needs food. Mm -hmm. You can't go out there and think, okay, I'm going to eat just like I did at home. I'm only going to eat real food. I'm only going to eat whole food. I'm going to eat the same number of calories. I am going to be perfect with my tracking you don't realize how much energy your body expends when you're going on these 10, 12, 15 mile hikes, when you're gaining two, three, 4,000, even 5,000 feet of elevation during that time. Like you're expending an extreme amount of calories. And so the only way to eat enough or get enough calories to sustain those efforts is through some processed foods. Now you don't have to eat garbage processed foods, but you need to probably eat some more calorically dense foods like dried fruit, like Cliff Bars, some things that are going to give you that energy that you need. Absolutely. Uh, and then I think kind of the last takeaway is when you're on vacation, don't be that person who's carrying a food scale in your bag, refusing to drink a beer, or even having a slice of pizza, having the cowboy burger. Uh It's important to live your life, especially if that's like your goal or you don't have a specific body, body image goal or like competition goal. Like if you don't have one of those specific goals, do not stress about the food scale. Yeah. And this, I think is a perfect way to wrap up like this episode. It's going to be a shorter one, but You know, this goes along with everything that we preach. Like, we don't preach aesthetics, right? We, yes, our build program is designed to help with that, but we preach like sustainability and longevity and, you know, embracing your body image and having a positive body image and training for a life that you, that you want to live. Mm -hmm. And nowhere in that description and that message, does it talk about perfection? Does it talk about, um, you know, trying to be restrictive in your efforts? That's not what we're about. And you and I are actually live what we preach, right? We're yeah. going out and doing what we tell you guys to do. We all, like we posted the other day about slowing down. We did unplug for those 10 days. We try to implement days where we don't work whatsoever. 
We indulge in foods when we want. We're not restrictive in our efforts. We practice balance, all of these things. So it truly is practicing what we preach and having you guys understand that, yes, it's possible to do everything that we're telling you guys to do. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, you have anything else to add there? You're good to go. I think I'm good to go. All right. Well, I think that was an awesome episode. Quick, concise message. Yeah. uh, That hopefully everybody will be able to take something away from it. And uh, I think that's all we have for y'all today. Perfect. Awesome. Well, guys, we appreciate you coming in, listening each and every week. And until next time, we hope you have a fantastic week. Bye, guys. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Whether this is your first time tuning in or if you're an avid listener and you're here with us each and every week, we just want to take a moment to say thank you. Without you guys, we could not do this each and every week. So if you enjoy what you hear, please head over to iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. You can leave a comment in there as well. But that is how we reach more people and change more lives through this platform. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our tag is at ballistic.performance. Check us out on Facebook at Ballistic Performance. Don't forget about TikTok, right? It hasn't been banned yet. We are Ballistic Performance on TikTok as well. We have literally hundreds and hundreds of videos on there to help you with your fitness goals. And lastly, you can check us out on YouTube, guys, Ballistic Performance. So please head to those platforms, give us a follow, leave us a comment, take in some content, and hopefully it will help you move forward on your health and fitness journey.